0: and welcome to the BMC BPPM Reporting Architecture and Configuration webinar. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I would like to turn the call over to Morgan Burkett. Please go ahead, sir.
1: Thank you, Travis. I want to thank everybody for uh, attending today's uh, webinar. Our topic today is the BPPM 9.5 Reporting Architecture and Configuration. Uh, Today's presenter is uh, Hudson Meeks, which I know you've uh, heard him many times. Uh, and just as a reminder, uh, we're going to use the Q&A window for all questions only. Uh, please don't use chat because we won't, we won't be uh, moderating that. Um, as it was mentioned, this is being recorded and uh, later will be posted to the BMC uh, communities uh, along with the, the Q&A questions and, uh, and the presentation slides. And with that, uh, Hudson, I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you.
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Morgan. I appreciate it. Um, And thanks, everyone, for attending, or if you're viewing this afterwards, thank you for viewing it. Uh, As as Morgan indicated, as usual, we will handle Q&A through the Q&A window. Um, And I don't know how the questions are going to be today, so just be aware if you have a question that doesn't get answered, it will get answered later, and the answers will be published to our our BMC uh, website where we publish all of these um, best practices. Okay, and and again, today's session is on BPPM reporting, architecture, and configuration. We're also going to talk a little bit about scalability and so forth. I'll get into the the more detailed agenda here in a moment. But just as a reminder, um, this session, like previous sessions, is first we consider it to be first-level training, basically. Um, It's very focused on best practice and not detailed how-to. This session has a few little how-to points in it. But compared to some of the other sessions, it doesn't have as much how-to, and it's it's more very focused on on uh, higher-level best practices and so forth. Um, it's focused on core BPPM components. Um, you may you may consider reporting not to be a core component. Not all customers purchase and implement reporting, and if you don't have it, uh, you may be looking at this webinar today and decide that it's something you could utilize. Um, it doesn't address every single possible scenario. Um, that's just not possible for us to cover every scenario in any of these sessions. The product suite and solution stack is very flexible and there's, there's quite a few different things you can do with it and so forth. So we're focusing on, you know, the core scenarios and the most common scenarios and so forth. Prior knowledge of BPM components and terminology and so forth is certainly helpful uh, for this session, but it's definitely not required. Um, So with that, let's kind of get into the agenda here. The things we're going to talk about cover BBPM application server reports and BBPM reporting. So although the the presentation is entitled according to one of our components that we, you know, um, provide with the product, that being BBPM reporting, uh, BBPM proactive net performance management reporting, um, there's also reporting built into the BBPM application server and we feel it's important to go over some of the aspects of that because the, the two, uh, there, there's actually two reporting capabilities built into the product suite, and you need to be aware of what's available in the two and when you should use one and when you should use the other and so forth. Um, talk quite a bit about architecture of the, of the solution. That's very focused on the, the uh, BMC Proactive Net Performance Management Reporting Component. Um, and not so much the BTPM application server and, and those other pieces. That architecture is discussed and covered in previous webinar sessions and so forth. We'll talk about scalability, uh, configuration. We'll go over some high-level high, high level and, and fairly important impactful configuration points, uh, general recommendations, and we'll wrap up with a couple of slides discussing user impact because reporting is one of these types of um Um, you know, capabilities, not just from a BMC product perspective, but reporting in general is something that you have to really pay attention to from a user perspective and so forth. And that will become more um, understood and so forth when we get to those slides. So let's talk about the BPPM application server reports first. So when you log into a BPPM application server, not the reporting component, but just the application server itself, as an operator. Um, in the operator console you have this reports section down here that you can go look at and there's different types of reports that are provided out of the box and you can even add your own reports here. Okay? Um, I'm not going to go through all these different capabilities but just want you to be familiar if you're not already familiar um, with this general reporting capability that's just built into the BTM application servers out of the box. Um, and so the capabilities here, all the reporting capabilities are out of the box here. There are some reports that are you know, provided already predefined for you. Um, there's no additional components to install. Reports and data are independent per BBPM application server. So any report that you run from within a single BBPM application server. Is, it's looking at the data that's stored in that one BBVM application server's database, and you're not able to span different BBVM application servers for a single report. The report types included a very high level administrative re- type reports, and that would be like asset type reports, reports on devices, that kind of thing, threshold reports, user reports, some pretty handy information describing and providing, you know, detailed data regarding the configuration of the specific BBVM application server that you're running the reports on. Um, Then there's also general reports in here. Performance, that would include performance, availability, capacity, distribution, and health type reports. And there's also some reports. Covering the service, covering service level objectives, which is another module, so to speak. Now we don't really call it a module, but it's another functionality built into the BBPM application servers. So those are the different types of reports that are available from within a single BBPM application server. Um, There are configurable report templates. What I mean by that is basically you can go in and add a new report, but you're not really creating a custom report. You are just simply adding a report that um, is built upon an existing template, and then you um, you can add, edit, and delete those those different reports there based on the different templates. Um, custom report development is not provided out of the box in the UI in addition to that, in addition to this, there are data views built into the product. I'm not going to go into details about the data views, but be aware there are data views built into the product where you could actually run SQL statements and, and, and so forth against them from the back end. We don't generally recommend doing that, though. Um, and, and now we'll get in further into why on that here in a moment. So some do's and don'ts regarding the BBPM application server report. Number one, you want to limit the BPM application server reports to the following types. Generally, use them for administrative and configuration reports. Again, that's asset, threshold, users, and so forth. And also the service-level objective or SLO-type reporting. Um, Only in small environments should you leverage the other BBPM application server reporting capabilities? Okay, so for performance reports, availability reports, capacity, distribution, health, you should be leveraging the BBPM reporting mod uh, component um, and not the BBPM application servers. And for capacity, we really recommend that you leverage BMC capacity optimization for those types of reports, although there are some capacity type reports that you could go in and customize custom create and so forth within uh, BBPM reporting. So again, these types of reports we generally recommend that you don't run them out of the BBPM application server, especially for medium and larger environments. The reasoning is we don't want to leverage the BBPM application servers that are handling a lot of OLTP type transactions, you know, lots of online transaction processing with, you know, lots of individual data points coming in rapidly being stored and deleted and and so forth, um, you know, over time and whatnot. It's not really a reporting type of solution like the BBPM reporting solution is. The database is not constructed and designed from a reporting perspective, um, and that has performance implications. So if you try to run significant numbers of reports or reports that span significant amounts of data, within the BBPM application server, you could impart some performance um, um, issues onto the application server. We don't see this very often, but it can and does happen. So in medium and large environments, you really should consider moving all of your reporting off into uh, BPPM reporting. And another reason for leveraging BPPM reporting is that it can, can store data for longer periods of time and so forth um, and, and allow you to, you know, to report for on, on data across much longer periods of time and more easily um, than you can through the app BPPM application servers. Do not run large numbers of reports through the application servers. Don't give large numbers of users access to reports, large numbers meaning like hundreds. If there's you know 10 or so users, not, not really a big deal there. Okay, um, don't try to develop custom reports. We really don't provide a way for you to create custom reports within the BBPM application servers. Don't assign the same database, user ID for the application server and the report user, okay? They should not share um, uh, the, the same ID, uh, user ID there. Um, it, it basically, when you do the install, the default user for the application server component in, within the, the database for the BPPM application server is ProAct and the report user is ProActRU, okay? Okay. Um, And also, don't attempt to install a BBPM application server without the report user. So you might think, oh, I'm not really going to use any of the reporting capability that's built into the BBPM application server. Therefore, I really don't want to install, you know, the the user and that user's objects and so forth into the database. So I want to try to skip that. Um, you, you really should not try to skip that. In fact, don't try to skip it. Uh, you'll have problems if you do. You, you actually have to in, do go ahead and install those components and the, the appropriate uh, that report user within the database and so forth. So you can't you can't install a BBPM application server and choose to not install the reporting components. Okay, so BBPM reporting. Just a couple of quick example reports here. Um, to kind of highlight some differences. You know, we've got all these graphical capabilities built into it. There's reports right out of the box like top-end event summary by monitor instance, and, and there's quite a few other different um, out-of-the-box reports for events, performance reports, event to um, incident reporting correlation and so forth. Um, and so there, there's really a, a, a quite a, a rich and, and, and um uh, all-encompassing reporting capability that's built into BPPM reporting, okay? BPPM reporting integrates with the BPPM application servers. We'll talk more about how that works in the architecture slides here in a moment. The, the, the infrastructure for BPPM um, reporting is completely separate from the BBPM application servers. Um, So it's a whole other infrastructure, it includes multiple components. There's the foundation reporting known as BMC foundation reporting that's really built on SAP business objects. Um, There's a component called the report engine and then there's of course the database. Those are the major components and we'll talk a little bit more in detail about some of the other components here coming up. Um, It provides impact, event, and performance reporting capabilities. Um, a, a single instance supports multiple BBPM application servers. So we're integrating with the BBPM application servers to get the data, and we can integrate it with multiple BBPM application servers, thereby allowing us to run reports that span data that was actually collected from multiple BBPM application servers, and, and, and you know, generate a report on that from an enterprise-wide perspective across all the BBPM application server data. Out of the box report types includes event reports, event to incident correlation reports, there are impact reports, impact reports meaning things like mean time between failures, mean time to repair, things like that. Um, There are performance reports, but the ones that are out, there's not really any performance reports out of the box per se. There are some sample reports um, that you can look at, but generally you would wanna create your own reports there. And you also have the ability to add on the reporting studio, which provides you the ability to create your own customized reports, so the look and feel of the reports can be customized, the content collected into the reports um, and queried from the database and what not can be customized and all that as well. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head the exact number of reports that we provide out of the box, but it's up in the hundreds. It's a very significant number of reports, so it's a very rich reporting solution right out of the box. Some high level do's and don'ts regarding BPPM reporting. And there's a lot more do's and don'ts. These are high level kind of, you know, key things to think about just from the get-go. Um, do install it in medium and large environments that require reporting and leverage it for service impact reports, monitored infrastructure performance reports, monitored infrastructure event reports, and so forth. So, um, you know, leverage its capabilities and so forth in medium and large environments where you need reporting and you're not using some other reporting solution that you might be populating data from BBPM into. Okay, um, Install, if custom reports are needed, the reporting capability again out of the application servers doesn't support any custom reporting capabilities. Um, install for reports that contain, containing data that comes from multiple BPPM servers. Basically, you have to install it to, to get that kind of reporting capability. Um, and some really key things at a high level when you first get started, it's extremely important that you plan. Um, we, we've mentioned before that a failure to plan is a plan for failure. Okay, so definitely plan what reports are needed from the beginning. You know, think about what reports you really want and what are needed uh, before you actually implement the solution. You might take an approach where you install it in a, in a development environment and take a look at all the reports that we provide out of the box and get, get you know, some ideas there regarding what kinds of reports you need. You know, obviously, you need to be talking to management about the kinds of reports that they want to see and so forth. Um, so plan your reporting up front before you even really start installing the product Um, and definitely before you start installing it in production. Um, Don't fail to consider what users need which reports, okay? Um, And then also you need to think about about estimating the sizing and especially the storage required um, for reports based on the types of reports, the numbers of reports, the number of metrics that you need to gather to drive the reports, and also the retention period of, of data that you need to store, okay? Um, So those are the key things to be thinking about up front. Okay, now, so I've just thrown, you know, the two different reporting capabilities at a high level at you. And at some point, you need to make a decision: Do I really need to implement BBPM reporting or not? You know, what are the what's a what's a quick way to look at the capabilities and so forth to help make that decision quickly? Um, This is not an exhaustive list, but this is a a fairly encompassing list of the major things to think about. So, you know, here's the different metrics here: BBPM administrative reports supporting small environments, supporting medium and large environments. I'm not going to read down all through this, but as you can see, this is a summary of, of what we've already discussed. And these check boxes here indicate which component supports this capability. These aren't really recommendations. These are either the solution this solution component can do it or it cannot do it. Okay, so this will help you, you know, make the decision as to, you know, whether or not you need to implement BBPM reporting or not, um, and and also where you're going to need to leverage the reporting built into the application servers. Um, so, for example, the administrative reports are in the BBPM application servers and not actually in BBPM reporting, and that makes sense because these reports are really for admins; they're not for for end users and management to, you know, look at and so forth. Okay, so let's, let's start talking about architecture here. The current, um, and, and we're gonna, the rest of this conversation is going to be focused more on BBPM reporting and not so much the application server um, and so forth. So the, the current release of BBPM reporting is 9.5.0.2. Um, the BBPM servers that it will support is 9.5 and nine zero. So it's not ready to, it it doesn't support collecting data from an 8.6 or an 8.5 BPPM server. However, it will support the 9.0 and the 9.5 BPPM servers. Um, Databases that it supports is Oracle 11G Release 2, and that's customer provided. We don't provide that database. In fact, we don't provide any of these databases. From an Oracle perspective, um, we we um, support Enterprise, the Enterprise version of Oracle with or without partitioning. So if um, you don't have partitioning, don't worry, you don't have to have that. Um, it also supports the standard version of Oracle 11g release 2. And you also are required to use the Oracle client, um, particular version shown here. And you'll also need the 32-bit client and the 64-bit client. Okay? And basically the 32-bit client is required for the Business Objects client tools to leverage. The, you know, we've talked about the um, some of the major components, and we'll get into more of those here in a moment. Basically the foundation reporting, uh, which is based on SAP Business Objects, includes this client tools component. And that client tools component requires the 32-bit client for Oracle if you're leveraging the Oracle database with BPM reporting. It requires a 64-bit for the business objects, um, for, for the major SAP business objects components. Um, if the, also make a note here that if the 32, uh, or excuse me, if the, the, um, if all of the components for business objects are installed on one machine, in other words, the client tools are installed along with the rest of the business object components all on one machine, then you've got to install both the 32 and the 64-bit clients on that same machine, and they must be configured identically, meaning the um, the, the connection, like your TNS names, configuration, and so forth for those clients need to be configured identically. And um, that's so that there's no confusion as to, you know, how... The, um, the component that's leveraging the client is to connect to the database. For Microsoft SQL Server, we support standard edition on 2008, 2008 R2, and 2012, and the same for enterprise edition as well with partitioning. Okay. Um, the foundation components, the, the current version is 4.0, and that's the, that is the version that's supported with BPPM Reporting 9.502. And again, that's the business objects, uh, SAP business objects components. And we provide those. If you're not aware, we provide those as part of the install, so you don't have to go to business objects to get that. Or excuse me, you don't have to go to SAP to get those business objects components. Um, Also, I want you to note that we're not going to spend a bunch of time discussing best practices for the business objects components in the in this presentation. Uh, there are a few points to note, like I've noted these points here regarding the clients, the Oracle clients, um, but there's not a whole lot of, you know, detail and information about business objects, best practices. You should really get those best practices from SAP, okay? But there are some, some key points in relation to, our solution stack and so forth that are brought out in here. Also, the report engines have to match the, um, the, re- the reporting version. So we don't, re- we don't support older re- version report engines um, with the, the rest of the, the infrastructure here, okay? Report engines have to be 9.502 as well. Okay, so a very high level architecture uh, the, and this is really more of a functional overview. Um, we've got a BVPM server here in the environment. It propagates events and performance data over to what is called a, a um, report engine. And then the engine, report engine aggregates and summarizes that data and inserts it into the reporting database, okay? And then report data is collected through the business objects components and served up to users and so forth over the business objects info view component. Okay, so this is very high level. Not I wouldn't really call this architecture. It's more of a functional overview showing the major components and how they interact with each other at a, at a very high level. And we're going to drill down into some more detail on this. Okay, so that was one BPPM server in that slide. What if you have multiple BBPM servers? Well, the way that works is each individual BPPM server, um, and there is some flexibility here that we'll get into, but, but generally each BPPM server will have a, um, a report engine associated with it, and each one of the report engines inserts data into the same database instance for reporting and then the rest of the infrastructure is the same as we looked at on the previous slide. Okay, so you don't have to have multiple databases or multiple database instances and so forth, um, you know, to support this this environment that has multiple BBPM servers in it. And we've had some, we've we've actually in, improved the product in uh, recent releases as well, so that um, each BBPM application server. Um, may actually share a common um, database instance so that each BBPM server has its own unique schema within the database. Um, And then the uh, report engines collect their data and so forth. And we're going to get into a little bit more detail here about this. I'm I'm starting out high level and drilling down into more and more detail as we go, if you've noticed here. Um, So that each report engine would would gather its data from the BBPM server and insert that data into a common reporting schema that contains all the data that's collected across all the BBPM servers. And that's one way that we're able to, you know, easily leverage reports that span multiple BBPM servers with the BBPM reporting infrastructure. Okay, so now in addition to this, you, you can split the reporting data that's coming from the BBPM servers into two types of data. There's event data that we just propagate over, and then there's the performance data, which is, you know, your trended data like CPU utilization, memory utilization, and, uh, you know, caching and, and things like that, queue levels and so forth. So let's talk about the event reporting first in, in a little bit more detail. What happens is is, is the event cell on the BBPM re- server is designed, is configured to propagate events to the report engine, and it propagates those events to port 3783 by default. Okay, and then the report engine propagates the event data over to. And this is after you know filtering or whatever's going on here. Um, um, over into the BBPM reporting database server, okay? And it, we use the standard ports for the, the database platforms, Oracle's 1521 and Microsoft SQL Server default is 1433. And you, of course, can adjust those and so forth. Uh, but this is basically how the event reporting works from a an event propagation perspective through the architecture, okay? The... Performance reporting is a little bit more complicated. So I've added performance reporting to this slide. Basically, the report engine ends up getting its data um, from the BBPM database server, okay? And then it propagates the, um, the data over to um, the report, reporting database into the same ports that we talked about a moment ago for the, for the event reporting. All right, so there's, there's a little bit more configuration here that you have to consider and so forth. All right, so some do's and don'ts regarding the reporting architecture. First of all, install the following components on separate servers, especially in large environments. The reporting database server should be on its own box. The report engines should be assigned to their own machines. Now, technically, you can install multiple report engines on the same box, but generally, in most environments, especially a larger environment and medium environments, we're recommending that you have separate report engine servers. Um, the BBPM reporting foundation should also be off on its, its, its separate box as well. And, again, that's the SAP Business Objects components. Install the foundation report server and database server in the same subnet. Okay? Now, these things aren't always – these are recommendations more or less, some of these are, are, are points that you, we recommend you do. Some of them you must do, and I'll try to point the must-dos out as we go through this. Install the report engines and database in the same subnet. That's, that's very important. You should definitely do that. Um, because you're, you're, you have to manage you 're managing basically the amount of traffic collection and, and transfer between the report engines and the database. It's, it could be a significant amount of data in, in a larger environment, and we want those on the same, same subnets if possible. Use a single report engine for an environment that only leverage event reporting okay so if you remember on the architecture slides, I showed each BPPM server having its own unique designate, designated report engine, all right? um, You could actually get away with having a single report engine if you are only leveraging event data. So if you're not reporting on performance data and you never intend to report on performance data, you could actually configure it and set it up so that the report, you have a single report engine, even in a fairly large environment, um, that single report engine would just handle the propagation of events. Now, if you've got performance reporting that you're leveraging as well, you can't do that. Each um, individual BPPM server has to have its own unique uh, report engine to support performance reporting. And under that scenario, if you're also doing event reporting, you may as well just leverage each one of those report engines for event reporting from its own unique BPPM server as well. Um, Use a separate report engine for each BPPM server for for performance data, okay, so, you know, keep that in mind. Um, Some do nots, do not install the reporting database into the same instance with the BBPM application server database instance. That's definitely a no-no. Don't attempt to use a single report engine instance to collect performance data. And don't try to use another version of SAP business objects. Okay, you know SAP Business Objects is, is a third-party product, and um, you, you might have it actually installed in your own environment, um, irrespective of BPPM and the BPPM reporting components. You may want to leverage that. Technically, that really you know could be done, um, but we we really recommend that you install the version that we deliver out of the box. It makes support for it much easier. Um, and so forth. So so don't go off and try to, you know, create um, a, a reporting engine of a different uh, version and so forth of business objects and not leverage the one that we provide out of the box. So let's talk a little bit about reporting scalability from, BP, from a BPPM reporting perspective. Uh, first of all, one size does definitely not fit all. And in my opinion, this is even... Uh, more important and more pronounced for reporting than it is for BPPM. Each environment will be different. And another th- key thing from a reporting perspective, and I'll hit on this again, just to drive the point home, is that you should definitely expect and plan for growth. You know, you may, you go and implement a reporting solution, and then this concept applies to almost any reporting solution, whether it be for IT, you know, monitoring, and management reporting or even some kind of business reporting. um, You go and implement it. You've got your plans for the reports, and after six months or a year, management changes. And new management wants um, other reports. And, you know, different people want, you know, new reports all the time. Reporting is is something that you never actually – in my opinion, you know, reach the end goal. It's always changing. There's always different business needs and so forth. Um, And as management changes out and different people get involved in the environment, they may come with come along with new ideas and so forth. Um, And so you should definitely plan for significant growth in my opinion. And, 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 you know, provide the headroom from a storage capacity perspective and from a processing perspective as well, uh, for unexpected growth. And I, I think that's even more important than, um planning for growth in the, in the monitoring area and so forth. Uh, because you really kind of don't know what's going to happen in the future from a reporting perspective. Some key sizing parameters that you must consider here, number of attributes as you'll see in, in some of the the uh, diagrams and slides coming up here, we talk about number of attributes from a a sizing perspective. Number of reports, types of reports, report periods have an impact on data and so forth as well because you've got to think about your retention periods there. Um, Frequency of reports, how often are they gonna be run? Number of concurrent users, if you have a lot of users logging into the system, um, that's gonna have an impact on performance as well. And actually when the reports are run, you know, so scheduling of reports and scheduling of automated reports and so forth, not listed on the slide here, has an impact as well. So there's a lot of things that have an impact on, you know, overall sizing. Um, We, in in our product documentation, and I haven't repeated it here, we provide a number of benchmarks and um, testing results that we've you know, developed and, provide, and and conducted and so forth in our product documentation. I strongly recommend that you leverage that information, and you really want to leverage it from more or less a benchmark perspective. You know, you look at, look at the, um, the data that we've provided and consider, what does my environment look like compared to this? We don't have formulas out of the box that somehow magically calculate the exact sizing you should need. We provide recommendations, as you're going to see in a few slides here, um, from a hardware and um, resource utilization perspective and so forth to give you kind of a ballpark estimate. And then, of course, we have these these, um, benchmarks that we've provided as well. So you need to take a look at those and kind of match them up to what your environment looks like and then adjust from there. Okay. All right, so you know what does the sizing look like? Well, for a smaller environment, we're talking about 50,000 um, metrics or attributes that we're going to report against. Now, keep in mind, this isn't 50,000 metrics collected over in BPPM. This is 50,000 metrics that you're going to report on. We don't stuff all the data that comes from BPPM over into the reporting um, components. You pick and choose what you want to report against. So, for example, you want to really want to limit your reporting to things like KPIs. Um, you've got certain KPIs like CPU utilization, memory utilization, disk utilization, storage, you know, utilization, things like that that make sense to report against. And then there's other metrics um, that really don't make sense to report against from a long-term you know, perspective such as a get hit ratio in a database is a good example. Okay, it doesn't really make sense to to propagate that kind of information over into BPPM reporting. It might make sense to uh, monitor it and provide some trends on it for DBAs to look at, but from a, a, you know, a longer-term reporting perspective, it just really doesn't make sense. Um, Other things that do make sense to report on would be things like application response time. You know, clearly that's, that's a very important metric to report on. So the, again, the, the number sheer volume of attributes that we're looking at here is attributes that we are actually reporting on, not the ones that all of them that we're actually collecting and monitoring. Um, so for a medium environment, we consider that to be about 250,000 metrics or attributes that we're, we're going to report against. Um, notice that for a smaller environment we're Recommending eight gig of RAM um, and for both the business objects uh, server and for the report engine. Okay, um, and the storage. This I would consider this an absolute minimum: 40 gig of RAM here and 20 gig of RAM or 20 gig of uh, space for the um, the report engine. Okay, and similarly for the medium environment: 16 and 16 for RAM and for storage at least 80 gig and 40 gigabytes of disk uh, space for the report engine. So notice that the report engine needs some space where it's going to store and process data, okay? Um, The report engine is not just acting like a proxy, it it, it is actually collecting and and, uh, processing some data locally and so forth, okay? Um, And then for uh, a larger environment, 500,000 metrics, we were increasing the storage down here, but the RAM and uh, so forth uh, basically stays the same compared to a medium. And this information is is, um, in our documentation as well, so some of the stuff you're gonna see in here is actually repeated in the documentation. What about the Oracle database resources or database resources in in general? Um, For a small environment, you're gonna need about eight gig of RAM, and you need about half a terabyte of storage. Okay, and this is based on default out of the box retention periods. Okay, and it also matches up to the 50,000 attributes you saw in the previous slide. For medium, 16 gig of RAM, you're almost at a terabyte for medium. You may as well make it a terabyte. Okay, also notice that we're recommending um, a high-speed SAN capability here as well for, for database storage. Okay, you're going to need at least a terabyte for a larger environment, and 32 gig of RAM uh, assigned for the the database server. SQL Server requirements very similar as we as we, as we saw for Oracle as well. So I'm not going to read through those and repeat those. All right, so some do's and don'ts regarding reporting scalability. Plan what reports will be generated. You know, definitely sit down and plan that. Determine required attributes for those reports. Identify the report periods. In other words, is it a daily, monthly, weekly, you know, yearly, quarterly report, whatever it might be. Um, That's going to drive what your retention periods need to be. Um, Identify report frequencies. How often are they going to be run? Estimate quantity of data based on that. Okay. Allocate excessive storage and sizing. You might think that this is, uh, should be a don't. You know, don't allocate excessive storage and sizing. I strongly recommend that you allocate excessive storage and sizing. And that's getting back to the, the nature of reporting. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You, you can have some pretty good estimates around how many servers you're going to be monitoring, and what your growth is going to be for server monitoring, um, unless there's an unexpected um, acquisition. You know, maybe your company acquires another company, now all of a sudden you've got another five to hundred to a thousand servers to to add to your environment. Okay, but reporting is one of these things that that is um, you really just don't know what's going to happen. You know, as soon as people change jobs, get new management, and so forth, people start asking for different types of reports and whatnot. Um, Doesn't happen in all environments, but I've worked in environments in the past where where it was very common to see that happen. So strongly recommend that you you know you allocate excessive storage and sizing, um, and and give yourself plenty of headroom from a reporting perspective from the get go. Um, Also limit the number of users who can create attribute sets to a few. Okay, so you can you can define which attribute sets you want to pull over and so forth, These user administrative type capabilities, um, and so definitely you want to limit the number of users who can, can actually do that. Some things not to do from a scalability perspective, don't install all components on one server, definitely spread them out. Uh, I mentioned earlier the SAP Business Objects Client component. That could actually be installed on a separate server, as I noted. A lot of environments don't really require that, but it's not a bad idea to separate it out if you've got the resources to do so. Okay. Um, so also use the BVPM, don't use the BVM application server for event, performance, and capacity reports. Limit that to very small environments. Uh, we certainly have some environments that are that are doing that, and that's fine for them. Um, but in a larger environment, you know, we strongly recommend that you you move over to BVPM reporting. Um, <clears throat> also, don't allow general users admin access. You know, really control that, and that that's important from a monitoring perspective. But it's it's also very important from a a um, a reporting perspective. And I, in my opinion. Um, users from a reporting perspective can have a a fairly significant impact in the environment, which we'll explain in the last few slides here. You need to think about, you know, what are the users going to be doing and and, and what kind of reports may they be able to run and things like that. Do not configure multiple report engines for the same BPPM application server. You know, it's a one-to-one relationship there. Don't, you know, don't don't go and, and, A, create an unnecessary architecture that you have to add administer and maintain, and that also, B, might cause you some performance headaches and and so forth. Okay. Some BBPM reporting major configuration points to think about. Now, there's more in the documentation, but these are some really key points that you need to think about. These are actually also in the document, at least most of them are. Some of them may not be, uh, but most of them are and I encourage you to go read the docs after this session and so forth. There's a lot of information there. There's no way that we could present everything that's in the docs from a, you know, configuration perspective within an hour and a half session. Um, So number one, ensure the system time for the BBPM servers, the database, and the report engines are set correctly according to their respective time zones, all right? So we deal with different time zones. You just need to make sure that, the times are correct and up-to-date, okay? So leverage, you know, the the tools available today to keep your operating system um, times up-to-date and accurate consistently on all the boxes in your environment for our solution stack, and, of course, we'd recommend that for any box in your environment. Um, Also note that you are not required to make adjustments for daylight savings time, all right? The the solution is designed out-of-the-box to handle that for you. So think about you know, not only adjusting Daylight Savings Time, but when, when Daylight Savings Time um, you know, changes twice a year, think about how that can impact the data for reporting. You know, you've got a jump in an hour and then all of a sudden we cut back an hour. We do, that, do each one of those once a year. We automatically handle that from a you know, reporting perspective so that you don't have to mess with it. There's a description in the documentation that outlines how it actually works, but you really don't need to do anything about it. There's, there's nothing that you need to really be concerned about other than making sure that the operating system time on all the server, uh, servers that support the infrastructure of BPPM reporting are accurate. Um, configuring SAP business objects. Use correct aggregation levels. So, for example, monthly reports um, would use daily objects, okay? Daily reports use hourly objects. So when you go configure reporting for monthly type reports, make sure that you're collecting data from, you know, daily generated objects and so forth. Um, Split large reports into smaller reports by adding filters. So try to avoid these gigantic reports that contain, you know, huge, huge amounts of data. Obviously, when you run a report that, that, you know, spans tremendous amounts of data and has lots of different attributes and so forth associated with it, there's going to be a performance hit for that, and there, it's going to take longer for the report to run. So decide, do you really need large reports? with all the data in, in one report? Or can you do something like, you know, take a report that has 500 devices in it and break it out into five different reports where each one of the, those reports reports on 100 devices? You know, does, does it really make sense to try to look at a report that has 500 or 1,000 devices, um, you know, detailed data in it? it? It probably doesn't make sense from just a human visualization and, and uh, perspective and understanding the data. Now, this doesn't mean that you might want to run a top-end report that looks at all your devices and gives you the top 10 or top 100 devices that have the most events or whatever, okay? That's not what I'm getting at here. I'm talking about detailed reports that has detailed information in it for all 500 devices. It doesn't make sense to create a report, you know, that's that big. It would be much more um, uh, efficient to break that out into five different reports. Um, schedule report refresh after 6 a.m. This helps to ensure that the, the data in the report contains all of the data that you want. So remember there's summarization and so forth going on and you need to give the reporting solution time, not necessarily from a processing perspective, but from a pure logical perspective. Um, you know, it has to, The reports need to be run at the appropriate time so that the data that they're based on um, is actually available in the system, okay? So, um, you know, report refreshes run after 6 a.m. makes a little bit more sense. Use JDBC connections to avoid the Oracle client and version-related issues. Okay, so again, for, for the business objects components, um, it, it, you, you should be setting up JDBC connections um, to, to connect into Oracle and so forth and avoid Oracle client connection issues by doing that that are version-related. Set the report engine logging error to uh, level to error. That's done out of the box for you for 9502. But if you're doing an upgrade, you'll need to go and adjust that. Um, this is a key point. We recommend you know recommend that so that you a you're gathering error information that you might need in the in the appropriate log for the report engine and. Um, to to uh, handle uh, performance and so forth on the report engine appropriately, leverage the default report engine transfer schedule and retention settings. Okay, this includes chunk size, delete schedule times, history retrieval times, and there's various others. I've got a slide here coming up on on the major ones and, and what we show from a default perspective. Now you can definitely adjust these. Okay, but the ones that we provide out of the box are pretty much the recommended ones. So the report engine Pentaho logging level, you must set that to none. Now if you're doing some, some um, debugging of, of a problem and so forth, you could adjust that, all right? But we really strongly recommend, you know, when you're running, running normal, that this guy be set to none. If you, leave it, if you set it to another setting, then, uh, and, and you leave it running like that, you're likely to run into some performance issues. In fact, it's not that you're likely to run into them, you, you basically will run into some performance issues. So keep that guy set to none unless you've got some specific debugging that you're doing. And if you are debugging, go ahead and set it to the necessary level, do your uh, debugging, and then turn it back off to none. Okay? Um, you can support huge data transfers from the BBPM server to the report engine, Um, the report engine data transfer rate chunk size can be adjusted, okay? So for example, it can be set to three hours and the schedule can be set for uh, 3600 seconds, which is one hour. Okay, so you can can make these adjustments in order to support very, very large data transfers from the BBPM server to the report engine. Um, Synchronize the times between the database server and the report engine servers. Basically, you make sure that those those, uh, servers, are um, the operating system times are are correct on them, and they also should be in the same subnet. We've got another bullet coming up on that one. Stats history and rate collection. This is stats and rate collection, uh, or stats history and rate history collection, I should say, from the BBPM servers. That must not exceed the BBPM server retention periods. By default, we don't collect that data, but if you decide to collect that data over into BVPM reporting, make certain that you don't exceed the retention periods that are set in the respective BVPM servers. Also, the installer automatically sets minimum and maximum heap. Um, Be careful adjusting these. Okay, so... In in general, just improper settings can obviously cause performance issues. So if you set the maximum heap to something that is higher than what the server can provide to it, then, you know, you'll start hitting a ceiling there, obviously. If you set minimum too low for the size of the environment and so forth, then you'll end up having performance problems there as well, okay? Um, So generally leverage what's automatically set out of the box. Um, the retention periods and so forth, that, or, or excuse me, the retention periods and, and so forth that I mentioned earlier. This, these are the out box settings. Stats data is seven, rate data is ninety. Um, and again, we don't actually collect that from the BBPM server into BBPM reporting by default, but you can turn that on if you want. Okay, so those those are the default settings there to be aware of. Hourly data is ninety days. Event data and and, um, daily data is 400 days, so a little more than a year there. Um, Configuration data is 90 days, and then the rest of these guys for impact-type reporting um, is 400 days as well. Um, So those, those are the configuration settings out of the box. You definitely can adjust those. Just keep in mind the points that I made here regarding stats data and rate data, if you choose to collect that data over into reporting. Okay, so some general recommendations. Um, Definitely delete unused reports. So if you're not going to use a report that's provided out of the box, I generally recommend that you go ahead and delete that report. You don't even need the templates for it. And definitely if if it's an out-of-the-box report that you're not going to use it and it's set up to on a scheduled basis and so forth, you're just importing unnecessary overhead into the system by letting that just sit there and run, okay? Um, And again, this could include out-of-the-box reports. Um, You could leave them in development environments so that you've got samples to look at there. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. But in production, I'd recommend that you delete reports that you're not going to actually use, okay? Um, Control access to the reports. Um, adjust retention period so that only necessary data is maintained. There's no sense in maintaining 600 days of you know, data in your reporting solution if you're only going to report on annual information. If you don't care about the year before last or last year, you know, um, after you've already reported on it and so forth, then there's no sense in in just maintaining, you know, really long histories of of data in the solution. And again, if you do that, you're just imparting unnecessary storage capacity on yourself as well as the the performance overhead and so forth. Limit attributes to KPIs and availability type metrics, okay? And again, that goes back to my point on something like a, a get hit ratio in a database or, you know, long-term reporting on uh, something like I.O. rates or caching and things like that. Uh, Those are are very valuable metrics from a monitoring perspective and tuning perspective for an application and whatnot, but for for longer-term reporting, it it just doesn't make sense. Um, So, you know, watch what you you actually populate over into BPPM reporting. Pick and choose the parameters wisely. Uh, Schedule reports to do... Uh, to run during non-peak user periods, meaning, you know, automated scheduling and automated distribution of reports. You can automatically email reports. Both the um, um, the application servers, BBPM application servers, and BBPM reporting can do this, okay? So I would strongly recommend that you schedule those during non-peak user periods. Um, because there will be some, you know, performance impact when those when uh, when those reports run, especially if they're large reports. And you don't want that to impact users that may be running, you know, other reports during normal uh, user access periods. Um, do not create unnecessary reports. Don't save unnecessary reports. An example of saving an unnecessary report might be maybe you've got some one-off report that you need to run um, that someone has requested or whatever, or that you've actually created for some reason, um, and, and you're only going to run it one time, or maybe you're going to run it for um, a few days over a period of a week, and then, you're, then after that, you really don't care about the result, okay? It's not something you want to report on on a regular basis. Fine to create that report, run it as needed, and when you're completely done with it, go ahead and delete it, you know? If, if you know you're not going to use it again, delete the report. No sense in having reports just sitting around the system that are not going to be used. It's... It, it, you know they can cause unnecessary overhead, unnecessary storage, um, and also just clutter the environment. So keep it organized and, and don't you know, impart unnecessary utilization that, that um, could potentially cause performance problems. Um, do not schedule reports to run excessively or unnecessarily. You know, think about what do you really need and, and, run, and schedule and run those report only those reports. Don't modify the BMC provided universe. Okay? We, we recommend that you go in and start hacking on that guy and, mo- and modifying it. You could create a separate universe for custom reports if necessary. The, the issue with modifying the BMC universe and so forth is that you know, it doesn't readily support. You're going to end up with issues trying to upgrade and all that kind of stuff, and it's, it's also more difficult to um, troubleshoot and whatnot as well. Also don't propagate event and or performance data from the BPPM servers that will not be reported on. You know, just kind of a no-brainer there, but there's no sense in sending data over that you're not gonna actually report on. Okay, so a couple more slides on general user impact and then we'll wrap up. So, think about reporting, you, 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 if you're familiar with you know, monitoring and you've looked at BPPM and all that kind of stuff, you know, from a monitoring perspective, the users of that are generally administrative type people um, and not so much general users. When I say administrative, they're, they're generally IT people, um, you know, who are very focused on the technology and managing the environment. When we introduce BBPM reporting, we're introducing reports and this is also true from a service-level objective perspective over in um, the BDM application servers as well, Um, but basically reporting introduces, you know, the types of data and information that a wider audience looks at. And so you've got administrative-type users that look at reports, and they're looking at, you know, lots of different types of detailed reports from a technical perspective, and you've got these general users that are looking at things like you know what are my you know top um, top machines across the environment that have the most events okay over a period of time and what is my in, my mean time between failures and what's my um, you know application performance response time and things like that so this introduce general users here introduce us a wider audience of people than what would be looking at and running. Re- running reports or looking at information from a pure monitoring perspective, okay? And so, you know, the, the, the key point here at a high level is that you've got a larger audience of general users when you, once you introduce reporting. And reporting for general users, there's some key things to think about here at a very high level. Normally, there are more general users than administrative users. Okay. Now that's not always true, but in large environments it generally is true. Reports run by or run for general users compared to administrators. What are some high level differences there okay? Um, they're, they're usually run more often now, not necessarily, but in general, they are. They typically involve more reports, okay, and they typically involve a lot more data. So think about meantime to repair. Um, over a period of a year, versus what what are my you know what servers are having the most events over the last week that I need to go look at from an admin perspective, okay? Or what applications are having the most trouble over the last week from an application perspective? There's a lot more data when you're you're looking at information you know regarding mean time to repair across a bunch of applications and servers and devices and so forth for a whole year versus an administrative, you know, technical admin person looking at specific metrics across a certain smaller group of machines from a, a, you know, a technical monitoring perspective. Um, Also, general users typically have a greater impact on system performance than administrative uh, reports do. Um, for the reasons that I've described here, okay? And then another thing, if this doesn't complicate stuff, you know, think about general users. They're, they're not technical people, or they may have a technical background, but they've moved into management or into a coordination type role, and they're not really thinking thing, thinking about things from a technical perspective like they used to, uh, so generally, they're not behaving in a technical manner. They basically expect everything to just work. You know, when I click on something, it's going to work. And they tend to also click on anything and everything. Okay, they're not, general users don't think like a technical admin does. Most technical administrators, they think about what are the technical implications of me running this report? Is it going to going to have a performance impact or not? You know, um, and, and things like that. Um, and then, last thing about general users is they expect that anything and everything they click on will not cause a problem. Okay, so the, the point in, in bringing this all of this up is that you really don't want to create inappropriate reports, um, incorrect information. With you know, you don't want to create a report that that generates incorrect information or an incorrect comparison when you're when you're creating customized reports. Um, and you also need to be careful about reports that span huge volumes of data because they can potentially cause performance issues, okay? Um, so ha- obviously you're going to have certain reports that need to span a lot of data, so how do you handle that? Well, some of the things there I've already mentioned, like breaking up reports for 500 devices, and that would be like detailed reports for 500 devices. You know, break that up into five different reports for 100 devices each, Okay. Also, uh, limit the quantity and who can actually run them. And if they're to be scheduled and run automatically, schedule them to run during off hours, okay? Um, Reports are highly visible, okay? Uh, Meaning, when when a report is run and shared across the environment, many colleagues, many of your colleagues may have access to that information, um, including middle management and upper management and so forth. So the reporting solution is, is not, not only, you know, does it span a lot of data and all that kind of stuff, but because it spans a lot of data and provides high level type reports, upper management may be visible, uh, visibly seeing these reports and even running them. Okay, so they have, a, they have a very high, reporting has a very high profile in most organizations. And to wrap this up from a general user impact perspective, um, you You want to be very careful about creating any reports that might cause a performance problem from a reporting perspective that may take forever and ever to run or that contain you know misleading or confusing information It may maybe even confusing information from a layout perspective if you've created a customized report um, you, you know th- w- when you have an issue with reporting like this um, basically those kinds of issues will be highly and widely publicized and they can have a, a cascading impact as well, not necessarily cascading from a political perspective, but cascading from a performance perspective. So imagine the scenario where you go to try to create a performance report or a capacity type report in the BBPM application server that covers a tremendous amount of data and it takes a very long time to run and it imparts a lot of Overhead on the BBPM server. Well, if you cause, if that causes a performance problem for the BBPM server, you're running the risk of having performance problems for um, your actual monitoring and and uh, you know event processing and so forth as well. So that's what I mean by cascading impact here. You need to set things up and and, and configure them in the right places from a reporting perspective, and ultimately protect the solution from the users because the, the reporting users are gonna go click on whatever reports they, they see in the system and, and that they have access to and so forth and run them and, and get information out of them. And that wraps up our session today. Um, this one was about an hour long. Our previous ones have been you know, an hour and a half or so. So this one was a little bit short. You definitely can find a lot more information in the product documentation. Um, This link here is the the link to the BBPM 9.5 reporting uh, documentation. So go there uh, and, and, you know, gather more information. There's some very good uh, information about how to install the product, all the steps on installing it um, laid out in an organized manner. There's additional information about configuration, you know, all the details about what you need to configure and so forth to get the solution up and running and some additional uh, guidance on you know, what recommended settings should be at a detailed level and so forth. And uh, thank you very much for attending the session or viewing the session if you're watching it after we've recorded it. Uh, Morgan, back to you.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Hudson. And uh, uh, we'll um, work on the rest of these uh, questions. I think we've just about got them all answered. Uh, And then we will uh, be posting this uh, out on communities. And uh, just thank everyone for attending today and, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you.